Hi, I'm George Stocker, and this is LastWeekend.net for the week that ended 13 February 2021. Now, first off, happy birthday to .net. It turned 19 on February 13th, and I learned about this uh, from AWS. Nice shade. Microsoft releases a white paper on mitigating risk when using private NuGet package feeds. Now, this white paper dovetails with the security researcher who wrote about how they hijacked namespaces for private feeds for all the major package managers, including NuGet. Now, Microsoft releasing this white paper on this issue and how to mitigate the problems the security researcher talks about. This is up top because it's crucially important for teams that use private NuGet feeds. Special thanks to Barry, I love beans Doran, for sharing this on Twitter. Now, also, if you use Azure Artifacts to store your private NuGet packages, Microsoft has done you a solid and fixed that behavior as well. Several CVEs have been fixed with the new .NET Core updates, including CVE-2021-1721, which is a denial-of-service CVE, and cve 2021-24112, which is a remote code execution CVE. Also released, Visual Studio 16.8.5 has been released with the two above CVEs fixed and another CVE they fixed specifically, CVE-2021-1639, which is a vulnerability that affects the TypeScript language service and it is a remote code execution vulnerability as well. There are also a few bug fixes in this Visual Studio release. Visual Studio Code version 1.53 has been released. You can now wrap tabs instead of horizontally scrolling when you have a lot of tab o- tabs open. I, I feel seen. Cake version 1.0.0 has been released. Now, it's been 112 releases until they got to 1.0, and congrats to the Cake team for getting there. For those of you that are just hearing about Cake, it's a C-sharp build engine in the style of Make, from where it gets its name. .NET 5.0.3 has been released. This fixes the CVEs I talked about before, and it contains bug fixes for ASP.NET Core, NED Framework Core, the runtime, and even WinForms. .NET Core 3.1.12 has been released, with, of course, the same CVE fixes, but far fewer bug fixes for the runtime, the Core CLR, WinForms, and ASP.NET Core. And no, I did not repeat myself. There are actually two repos, the runtime and the Core CLR. .NET Core 2.1.25 has been released, and you get the aforementioned CVE fixes, but there's only one lone fix for ASP.NET Core in there. The C-Sharp WinRT NuGet package has been updated to 1.1.2-prerelease.21.0208.6. So if you target Windows RT, uh, check it out. Entity Framework Core 6.0 Preview 1 is coming soon, and the team is currently working on the following. They're working on compiled models, 
temporal tables, and they're investigating GraphQL. They never sleep. I don't see how they can. Microsoft releases Windows UI Library 3 Preview 4, which has a few features, but even more bug fixes. Now, in the realm of .NET events, Scott Hunter, who is the Director of Program Management for .NET, is giving a talk on the state of .NET 5 and what's coming in .NET 6. Now, it's a Microsoft Teams event, but let's not hold that against Scott. .NET 6 has big shoes to fill. It will be the first LTS release under the new .NET moniker, and it's when MAUI is due to come out. Special thanks to Guinea Kehi, that's at G-C-A-U-G-H-E-Y on Twitter for the link. The event list for .NET Conf, Focus on Windows, has been released. They'll be talking about GitHub Actions, native app development in .NET 6, Azure SignalR with .NET apps, .NET desktop apps, and running uh, WPF or Windows Forms on ARM devices. Now, the .NET Core, excuse me, the .NET Conf focus on Windows is February 25th, 2021, so sign up today. There's a proposal to allow emojis in C-sharp, and all kidding aside, I wish they would. Tess Ferendez updated her .NET debugging deep dive. Now, Tess, this is really cool. She set up an entire skill set lab around debugging.net at the runtime using tools like WinDebug and Proctum. And this write-up is insanely informative. And it has a set of labs that you can follow along with it so that you can actually learn instead of just reading. This is wonderful. And if you ever do any sort of runtime debugging with.net or expect to, uh, this is for you. Do you write ASP.NET Core Middleware. Now, Steve Collins breaks down the potential pitfalls when using captured dependencies and writing ASP.NET Core Middleware. This is one of those blog posts that's a have-it-in-your-back-pocket sort of thing for the next time that you have to write middleware. System.Speech has been shipped as part of the Windows compatibility pack for .NET Core. Now, there's still no cross-platform speech library, but at least it's something. David Fowler talks about .NET APIs you probably didn't know existed, including stringbuilder.gitchunks, which is not, I repeat, not about cleaning up after a party. Jeremy Miller talks about event sourcing with the open source library Martin. This is relevant, of course, to the microservices and the services-oriented architecture crowd. Speaking of which, Matt Ellis Principal Software Engineer for the Azure SDK, talks about how you can create a custom Event Hub's event processor in .NET. Yes, that is the actual title of the blog post. This looks uh, super confusing, and I'm either too dumb to get what's going on, or the people who wrote it are too smart. Better luck to you. Andrew Locke talks about how to use source generators to find all routable components in a Blazor WebAssembly app. And now I have exhausted all of the vocabulary I know about Blazor. Eric Sink laments that more languages aren't supported on the CLR. Me too, Eric. Me too. I want Perl for .NET. 
I know I'll never get it, but I want it. As a warning, do not write async validators in ASP.NET Core. That is, don't write asynchronous validators. The pipeline that validators run on is synchronous. And so if you do write async validators, you will run into problems. That's an important safety tip. Thanks, Jeremy. Richard Lander talks about how to stay safe with .NET containers. We don't have near enough the tooling to handle dependency chains our applications run on, as evidenced by the supply chain attacks we've been witnessing. And that does present a problem when just a few major companies are effectively responsible for the security of all of our applications. With that statement, I don't know if things have gotten better or worse. In Microsoft news, if you use Azure and you start up an Ubuntu instance, Microsoft will share your contact information with Canonical, who are the publishers of Ubuntu. This is a hard pass for me. Don't do this shit, Microsoft. Microsoft is removing Edge Legacy in April from Windows 10. Let's pour one out for browser competition. Also, in a post titled Skeletons in the IT Closet, Seven Common Microsoft Active Directory Misconfigurations that Adversaries Abuse. Now, this is a post that's uh, written more for the system administrator crowd, but given that roles are getting blurred more and more, I thought I'd share. There's a new RFC out for structured header fields in HTTP. Now, this is only about 25 years too late, but better late than never. The Rust Foundation has been born. Now, given that it's Rust, I had to tell you about it. Now, Microsoft has joined the Rust Foundation as well, which means you'll be hearing about Rust more from me. Sorry. SolarWinds, that hack that just keeps on giving, is going to get worse before it gets better. Now, in this blog post, they talk about how if you work in enterprise security, there's a lot more that you have to watch out for. I, I won't judge you for picking up drinking after reading this. This whole situation is a mess. And finally, Microsoft is hiring a principal program manager to help their business units develop open source best practices. This role is a principal program manager for Microsoft's open source software team, and it's to help all the teams around Microsoft adopt open source and to interact uh, more efficiently with the open source community. And that's it for what happened last week in .NET. Patch your systems and be prepared for the SolarWinds hack to get a lot worse. Oh, uh, P.S. I am running a webinar on March 5th, 2021, unimaginatively titled Intro to TDD for .NET, but it's really about how TDD can help you and your team make strategic decisions and help you solve the unknowns. If you're interested, you can sign up at www.doubleyourproductivity.io. Thanks, and I'll see you next week.